and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, but we know this is simply not true. This is a Canadian podcast looking to explore the myths, legends, and just good old stories Canada has to tell. I'm Canadian Girl. Thanks so much for joining me here today on this very interesting cryptid adventure here on the channel. But before we jump into all that, I just wanted to catch up with you here all first. If you're new here, welcome to the channel and please do hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our adventures. And if you are a returning adventurer, welcome back my friends. I wanted to let you all know that I've been working really hard on my YouTube channel, adding each episode with a few pictures from the tale to make the adventures a little more exciting by being able to see what I am telling you a story about. If this is something that would interest you, please head over to my YouTube channel and check it out. And please hit that subscribe button while you're there. It helps me out so much as a new channel on YouTube to reach even more new adventurers just like you. The link of course will always be in the show notes below. And also I just wanted to note I do not have any of the newer episodes on there yet as I am just trying to catch up. And I'm only at about season 2 and we are on season 4 right now. So do bear with me, I will get them all up on YouTube eventually. Lastly, I wanted to say a big huge thank you to all of you that have helped supported my new adventure as a children's book author. It has gone even better than I ever expected and I just can't thank you all enough for your support and encouragement. If you are interested in checking out any of the children's books I have written, I will of course put the link in the show notes below. Okay, enough of that business stuff for now. If you want to hear the real nitty gritty details, stay tuned to the end of the show. There you can find all the great ways to reach out and help this channel out. Today we are off to Northern Quebec to hear about some sightings of the very popular Bigfoot here in Canada. What I found interesting about this story, unlike most of the Bigfoot stories you hear from Canada, is that these sightings were from Quebec. Usually stories of the famous Bigfoot are from Alberta, BC, Northwest Territories, and once in a blue moon you hear one from Ontario. But I never really heard about a sighting of Bigfoot in Quebec before, and I grew up right next door to this province as a child. So I thought why not grab my cryptid hat, dust it off as it's been a while, and go hunting for Bigfoot in Quebec. Special shout out to Kevin Mad Dog Stewart who sent me an amazing resource full of cryptid info that I promised to go through and take us all on even more cryptid adventures. He also has a Facebook page you can check out if cryptids are your thing, especially here in Canada. His page is called the Canadian Fearsome Critter Service and Library. And like all great things mentioned on this show, you can of course find the link to his Facebook page in the show notes below. I thank you for inspiring this adventure today, Kevin. Our adventure begins in a very tiny village located way up north in Quebec, known as Akulavik. I hope I said that close to right. In order to get there, we must fly as there is no roads in or out of this location. And to give you some perspective of just how far north we are about to fly today, it's 1,850 kilometers, or about 1,100 miles north of Montreal. So grab a snack, sit back, and hold on tight.
Welcome to Akulovic. Everyone get out, stretch your legs, and for sure make sure those coats are done up tight. The wind is a bit chilly out here today. This tiny village has a population of just 600 people. It officially, according to the paperwork, became a community in 1976. But the indigenous have been living here in this northern village for over thousands of years. So it has been a community for truly much longer. Their official language is Inuktitut, and the name of the community, Akulavik, which means the central prong of Kakivak, again, I'm trying, Kakivak is the traditional trident used for spearfishing. They use this name to describe their area of land, which is shaped like a trident or a three-pronged fork reaching out into the great and mighty Hudson Bay. Their village was located on the middle prong. I thought this was a very cool way to name your community for sure. Some more interesting facts about this little community up north. Their telephones are run by internet satellites. No landlines are found up here. There's no hospital, but there is a small clinic, but they only deal with non-critical cases. So please do be careful on our adventure here today. The village is located facing southwest to the Hudson Bay, and she is known to have some very, very nasty weather at times. So we won't stay too long, just enough to hopefully see the legendary Bigfoot. Our story starts on a windy, rainy September afternoon in 2012. Maggie Cruikshank, who was 46 years old at the time, was out with her brother Harry and cousin to pick some berries. Maggie was a language teacher with the Katavik School Board and the type of person the community would not expect to make up any wild stories. So when she came back from picking berries on this day with not only a story to tell, but a photo to show too, Everyone was listening. Maggie claims they were all just picking berries when their cousin, who I could never find his or her name in any of the articles or stories that I read. So I am assuming this cousin wanted to remain anonymous. So I'm going to respect that. Maggie claims her cousin was the first to notice something strange. Maggie figured it was just a hunter that had caught her cousin's eye and kept picking her berries. When Maggie looked back to see if her cousin had gone back to picking berries, she saw the terrified look on her cousin's face and stood up to take a better look. What Maggie saw was a large animal that she did not recognize. The creature had black stringy hair, Maggie described it as, and the thing that threw her off the most was that it had no clothes on. This was because her first instinct was that it was some type of man. But as she squinted her eyes and looked closer, she realized it was no man at all, but an animal, and an animal she had definitely never seen before. It was taller than the average man. She described it walking upright, like us, but not straight like us, assuming she meant more hunched over in an ape-type position. The creature immediately fled the area and was not seen again for some time. What Maggie did find was a footprint. They hopped on their ATVs headed back into the village only to turn around and head back out with a measuring tape to take some pictures of the footprint they had found. The footprint they found was 43 centimeters or almost 17 inches long. To give you some idea of how big this is, the average man's shoe size is about 10 and a half. This is about 22 centimeters or roughly 10 inches long. So yes, this is a very big footprint leading many to believe Maggie may just have saw a Bigfoot that day. 
She immediately went home and, like anybody else would, posted it on Facebook. The photo now has been seen and weighed in on by everyone around the world. And like all things Bigfoot, it still remains a mystery. I have linked these pictures down below so you can check them out and decide what you think for yourself. You can also find the other great resources we use to make today's adventure. There's NewsCanada.com, Nunatasic, again, I hope I said that close to right, Nunatasic.com, which is N-U-N-A-T-S-A-I-Q.com. Good old Wikipedia and some great folks on Instagram like at Sasquatch underscore me underscore now and more who have shared the picture of the footprint and the story as well. All those great links can be found in the show notes below. the only one in the tiny village of just over 600 people who have claimed to seen the famous but very elusive Bigfoot. They are actually the third group of people in the past couple years that have come forward saying they saw the creature. Here are just a few of those sightings in no particular order other than the way I came across them. A group of walrus hunters who had returned with their much-needed meat for the winter, were attempting to place the meat under rocks for their winter storage when they were approached by a Bigfoot who clearly smelled the fresh meat. Needless to say, the hunting group chose to hide their walrus meat for the winter in a new location. There are reports of neatly and weirdly placed caribou bones just outside of town that can be found from time to time in the hills that make most wonder how they ended up like that. There is a tale about a cave outside of town full of many bones, even human bones are said to be in there. Many believe this may be Bigfoot's lair. There's also a report of him being seen just outside the airport once, which I found very interesting because you wouldn't think they would go near anything that noisy or bright. And I realize it's just a small airport here, but still you never hear reports of Bigfoot being seen close to human working locations. Unless I am wrong, but I did find that one very interesting. There is always the classic reports that come in year after year of him standing on the hillside. Most people who live in the small northern community believe the creature has been around for many years. They also believe, of course, that there is more than one. As far as anyone can remember, there has been stories for at least 60 years or more about the creature in the area. There is a very quiet rumor here and there that some of the locals, including Maggie, including Maggie herself, may in fact have a video of the creature, but they say sharing that type of info would turn their small and beloved community into a Bigfoot tourism hotspot, and no one wants all of that up there. The Nunavut people, I hope I said that close to right, of the land have learned to live peacefully with their furry tall friend of the forest. So far, it has worked. The creature has never caused any harm to anyone from the village. Now, I know we haven't seen Bigfoot just yet, but keep your eyes open. You just never know up here. Remember Harry, Maggie's brother? He would run into the creature again, this time in October of 2012. He was with four men and a woman. The group was out seal hunting, it was a beautiful day as Harry recall 
As Harry recalls, they had all traveled about 45 minutes south outside of the small village of Akulovic. They stopped to have a coffee break. They stopped to have a coffee break in a remote bay where they often catch seals. When they saw something unexpected on the hill, Harry stated, they immediately began to look for another canoe in the area, but there was nothing and no one around. You could not access this bay in any other way. The men knew something was up and headed towards the shore and went after the creature, hoping to find out what it was. They followed a caribou trail, hoping to pick up sight again of the creature, when suddenly rocks began to come hurling at them. They stopped, and sure enough, the creature was indeed throwing rocks at them. Harry and the other men were completely confused. They had never encountered anything like this in the woods before. As they, made the, as they made the decision to leave the area and not push the situation any further, they noticed two deers were just off in a meadow nearby, leading Harry to believe that they had interrupted the creature's hunt, and that may have been why the creature was so angry, and hence throwing rocks and wanting them to leave the area. Crazy, right? I agree. Harry would tell the local paper when asked why they didn't charge and kill the beast, if they were that close and outnumbered it. Harry's reply was simple. The creature was human-like, and other than its long, long arms, and no one would have felt comfortable doing that. He was not food to them. Harry first claims to have seen the legendary beast when he was with his wife back in July in 1997. His wife saw the creature while they were in a canoe, and she yelled, What's that? The creature stood up like a man and took off running very, very fast. Harry came back to town and told everyone what they had saw, but at that time, no one believed him back then. Now before we head out today, let me tell you about some more strange sightings over the years in the Akulovic area that will make you scratch your head and wonder what's really going on up here. Even the mayor claims there has been strange sightings over the years. He's quoted as saying, it just seems sort of a mystery. In the past few years, there have been reports of a small indigenous boy who is just seen in the woods by himself and he will disappear if you try to help him leaving most very nervous as to what they actually saw. Also reported in the area are other giant animals, like large rabbits and deers. There's even strange reports here and there of half-men, half-goat type creatures seen as well, and also what appears to be mermaids, and not the beautiful women mermaids we see today. These are vicious mermaid men, that will take you all the way down to the depths of the cold water, so do be careful. Like I have mentioned many times today, this place is very unpredictable. There is a catch though. All these sightings mentioned above are very similar to indigenous legends that are told in the area. Just like the legendary Bigfoot, he tends to be seen more often where his stories are told and believed. I hope you enjoyed this cryptid adventure today, chasing Bigfoot up in northern Quebec. I'm Canadian Girl. Stay safe, my friends. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.
Want to help support the show? You can do that in three simple ways. The first one, you can leave us a shiny five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This small gesture means so much to this podcast as it allows us to move around on the podcast charts and meet more awesome listeners like you. The second, you can stop by our souvenir shop and pick up a souvenir from one of our great adventures and take it on your very own. There's t-shirts, water bottles, notebooks, and so much more. Do head over to our souvenir shop today and grab some adventure gear. And finally, the third way you can help support the show is by donation. We have a fancy PayPal button that can be found on the top right of our webpage. This button allows you the option to donate as much as you want, whenever you want. All donations will be used for the channel by buying new books for research and upgrading equipment. All three links to help support the show, of course, can be found in the show notes below. I thank you all so much for your support of the show. It means the world to me. You guys who always listen to the very end, you are just the type of people you need to have when you are looking for Bigfoot because you stick around to the very end. Whoa, did you guys hear that? I'm Canadian Girl. Mm-hmm.